This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 399 of She Podcast. You know, right before I said the number 399, I got a little nervous, actually. Like I... For the first time ever since doing this show, I had a little like butterfly in my stomach because it's not particularly a significant. Ep- I mean, we've never done an episode like commemoration. Yes, we've never done a commemoration episode like where we celebrate a specific milestone is the word I was looking for. Holy Milestone, crap. yes. Remember I told you guys that the closer I get to the event, the less common words I can remember. Well, that's a perfect example of what I'm talking about. That happens to me all day long. Okay, so... We don't do really milestone episodes, but yeah, I got a little nervous. Anyway, I'm your host. Let me just keep going. I'm your host, co-host Jessica Kupferman. With me, as always, the super sunshine, Elsie Escobar. <laughs> super sunshine, that's me. Sunshine, go away today. Just kidding. So yeah, today's three ninety nine. We have a bunch of stuff to talk to you. Next week is our 400th episode. And I don't know what to tell you, except just put it on your calendar for 1 p.m. Monday on YouTube, Facebook, and LinkedIn. LinkedIn. We'll be doing, you know, we'll as always, we'll be recording it live, but it is our 400th episode. We'd love to see you there. And we'll be, I don't know, maybe a little reminiscing or... I don't know if we can prepare that far in in advance. We'll see how it goes. Anyway, hi. Hi. How are you today? What's going on? We've been futzing around before we started this. We we, we didn't even catch up. We're like, we want to play with the computers, with the cameras. And then we couldn't even make them work. We've been sitting, both of us here, trying to show you off our little robot machines that we have. And And Elsie knows why, but she won't admit it. What do you mean I know why? You know why it's happening, but oh you hate God. when no, I say that. I hate that because it's just so dumb. It's listen. It pisses her if off to having- no end that Mercury in retrograde is a thing that she can't control. She hates astrology for this reason, because no, if I tell her the horoscope of what's happening with the planets, she's like, I don't like that because I used to have her read like a business horoscope newsletter and she told me it stressed her out because it made her feel like she didn't have any control over the outcomes. You well, that? no, it's not even that. No, it's the fact that it doesn't. It's just like it does not. It's sort of it like. Does. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. <sighs> it does. It's Except so it does. annoying because here's the thing. All of that stuff is simply it's it's like guidance, but it's not law. It's do you know what I'm talking about? Like, it's not gonna when it's happen. your. Okay, when it's your personality and horoscope, that is guidance. But when Mercury is in retrograde, computer shit just doesn't work as well. Communication things don't work as well. Travel doesn't work. I would say communication maybe at some point in time. Yeah, but I just feel that there is an element of all of that stuff that is an excuse and also it literally is, is it the chicken or is it the egg? And also it when things the are going wrong, chicken. what if, 
what whatever what happens when the tech goes wrong and it's not mercury in retrograde you're just a dumbass then no well this but it happens all the time anyway is what to i'm who? saying it like, doesn't really it doesn't yes, happen it all does. The- all right i want you you're i know you're not going to do it but you journal okay so i want you to keep a little dot on every day that tech shit went wrong and we'll see if it's not more often during a mercury retrograde it's between now and the 15th okay. i wouldn't and then you know i want to know for the following oh, because there are some like aftershocks so like the week before and the week after are a little are a little hairy as well it's basically uh, uh, oh and then directly opposed like it's literally everything so it's like a week before a week after there's like the thing that could do it and they're then only it goes three times oh, a year elsie yeah they're only and then three it would times be like, a year the direct opposite could be a re- so that would also be a thing meaning directly mm. opposite of right like the uh, the other thing that is directly in opposition which is essentially taking up the entire part the entire year that's not true and it, and the mercury retrograde is only like three times a year and actually they're usually in different planets so like like this one is mercury retrograde with something in Taurus sometimes it's something in air. anyway the point is it's different every time because it's a different season every time Whatever. I'm not an astrologist. I'm just saying it's a thing. I know it's a thing because it happens to me every time about something. This morning, Scott couldn't get into his email. I couldn't get into a spreadsheet. He couldn't open Whova. Like, he's, that's not really, he's not a user error kind of dude. So I just think it's being all I'm saying is that you need to do it too because there's going to be times when there's tech stuff and it's not. Here's something else to think about, like that that is an astrological catalyst. You know how like sometimes you get together with people and you're like, God, this week went by so fast or this week is going so slow. Like that's Austro and that's also astrological conundrum. I don't know the exact purpose of that, but people do experience that all together. When time is going super fast or time is going super slow, that is a function of the planets. It might be going super fast or super slow. It's still a minute and an hour, but for whatever reason, we're experiencing it differently. Because like, look at the pandemic. What did people say about the pandemic? The time went really fast, but also it was very slow all at the same time. But like you blink and it was May, then you blink and it was August, then you blink and it was October. And yet every day was the same torturous, long, boring ass day. But it went fast. All right, whatever. Look at her face, dude. She's so dubious. All right, whatever. We're moving on to technical things. Okay, (laughs) let's talk about. We've got some AI tools for you today. We've got some news for you today. I have a tool for you to sign up for at the end that isn't our tool, but it's an amazing tool. So I can't wait to tell you about it. But before we get into all that, let's talk about She Podcast Live because She Podcast Live today is almost exactly, it is exactly seven weeks away. And I just want to take a moment today. I'm going to tell you about all the sessions we have that are about achieving your goals, because I think that is one of the main reasons people come for two reasons or people are fully distracted with two main goals, growing and achieving a goal, monetizing, something like that. So first, I'm going to talk about all the stuff we're doing that has to do with achieving a goal. Okay. Mariel Diaz is doing sales as an act of service, sacred service. Mm. Angel Hartwell is going to do grow a sellable show, the seven things my buyer was looking for. Danielle Corbett is doing how to find grants to fund your business. 
Dr. Anise Mabry is doing Getting Grant Funded for Social Impact Podcasting. And actually, Anna Deshaun is doing crowdfunding. Let's get that money. Um, so we've got lots of stuff to get funding, which I love. Ronnie Ghosh is doing from Podbean is doing using podcast ads to explode your podcast listenership. And then we also have Claire Pelletro, which is blow up your downloads with the easiest ads on the planet. And she's a Facebook ads genius. And so is Andrea Vall, but uh, who how to effectively grow your podcast with Facebook, Instagram and Google ads without breaking the bank. But those are grow ones. So we'll talk more about those next week. We're back. Let's go back. I to just want to say, you guys, listen, listening to those names. I don't know if you know, maybe there's some of you who don't know some of the names that Jess just mentioned, because I mm-hmm. think that I'm there's a lot of through. us that are that are coming into to podcast live that may be in like, you know, the online world, the online space of experts is is really huge. It's massive. Yes, so you it can't is. know all the people. No. But I I can tell you that each one of those people is phenomenal at the type of knowledge that they have. Oh, yeah. We don't settle for anything less than that. Their audience and their reach and their level of expertise, particularly if you want to hire any one of these people one on one or having them be part of your team is a lot of money, like yeah. a lot of money. Yeah, well, I mean, it of course, we actually, want the best experts. Wait, let me finish my what? list. Well, first, let me finish. Let me finish what I was going to say. I was going to make a point and you're making me not even finish telling people why. Oh, my God. She's having a temper tantrum. Go ask me to change your diaper and come back. Oh, my God. (laughs) Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I am saying. What are you saying? That these folks are worth for an hour of their time. Just one of them. Yeah. More than the price of the ticket to She Podcast Live. That's what I was going to say. So if you're planning to hire Claire Pelletro to come work with you for an hour of your time, you're not going to be paying what a what a ticket to she podcast is. You're going to be playing a lot more than that. So you want Thank access you to that. the brains of these people. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just mentioning I'm going to write an email that says that. Thank you for that. Yeah, I'm not just, you know, saying Claire's name just because like, I'm saying no, all but she's of expensive. these folks. Yes, they are. So they are very, they are expensive, very to hire. expensive. Yes, it and makes not the because ticket price very worth it. Holy shit. I don't think I'm going to be able to finish talking today. Just go ahead and talk, Jess. No, I'm done. I'm going to mute myself. No, I'm done too. You go ahead and finish because I wasn't even able to, to get the point across that I was trying to make, which is that the price of admission is worth just one of the speakers. Just one let alone all the rest of them. Go ahead, Jess. But goodness gracious, I cannot finish talking. Poor John is going to be like, what is happening here? I'll just say this lovingly and sweetly. That could have waited till I was done with my list. Okay, now let's go on. Okay, I just want to finish the list because I want people to know who's coming. Okay. Stacy Sims, get your podcast sponsor, essential steps for any size show. And she actually does a course on this. And she has had a sold out podcast with downloads that have nothing to do with. I mean, she's a very niche podcast. She's had a sold out podcast for years. Tiffany Kane is doing five ways to create metrics for success that have nothing to do with downloads. Bethany Hawkins, how to create a business out of podcasting. She is amazing. And Julia Klein, who was just on our, you know, featured on our show last week with her advice about how to consider when someone's past transgressions should be judged 
today. So, and her session is on ethical salesmanship, claiming the power that's yours without taking it. And that is it actually for our Achieve sessions right now. I mean, we have other, you know, we have keynotes that are doing stuff on that, but I wanted to just give you an idea on those. Um, and Cheryl says, let me just put this on the screen. The connections she made at She Podcast Live are so much stronger and more supportive than any other conference I've been to. And she does get out of the house. She's not a recluse. So she's been to other conferences, just so that's clear. She does leave the house. Okay. No, it's... it. I hear that all the time. I love hearing that. And I agree. I agree. And it's actually that is that's the principle that the whole group was found on is that the connections that I made with the women podcasters at one event 10 years ago was so much stronger and supportive than any other person I spoke to at that conference. And it was wonderful. And actually, that first conference, I, you'll be delighted to know that I met Mignon Fogarty. And she was the most delightful person in the whole world. Grammar girl. She's amazing. <laughs> she anyway. Was- like, is she not the most delightful though for real? She is absolutely. I'm not laughing at that. It's just that. What are you laughing just, at? I'm just the way that you said it. It's it, it, as if it was a surprise. Like I'm like, Mignon I was like, surprised. It was a surprise. It was 10 years ago, but it was still a big surprise for me. You never know who you're going to get to hang out with. You know, I met Grammar Girl that one year, and then years later, we were at another conference, and we had like a dinner date because like everyone had left, but she and I, and we like were in Chicago, and we had Chicago food, and then we walked around and went to a candy store, and it was a beautiful night, and the wind was blowing, and it was over a bridge of the river, and like (laughs) if it were a dude, it would have been very romantic, but instead, we just had a lovely, a lovely discussion, and I was so honored. She's like one of the... She's like the first network, I think, isn't she? Grammar, the, the um, yeah, I believe dirty she is, tips yeah. and tricks. Ne- yeah. Anyway, so just come. It'll be worth it. I'm going to tell you some more about some of the other. Actually, we're going to put up the agenda this week, probably. So if you're listening to this on Friday, you can probably go to ShePodcastLive.com, take a look at the agenda and buy a ticket, please. Thank you very much. Okay. On with the show, yo. On with the show, yo. First thing we're talking about is sad and it's like a really it's like kind of a bummer so like i brought it up now we're taking it down go ahead elsie i brought it take it down because listen here's the the thing jessica kupferman take take us down a notch could you well you were talking about astrology and the farness (laughs) of the things that are happening over there in the I don't even know. And how that's influencing our everyday life and having all these things happen. Well, we also have something uh, I'm sure that you've seen before. Nobody was talking about much AI, anything really, in all honesty. And then probably within, I don't know, late February or so. Chat GPT started to be a conversational piece. And it was like, oh, that's really interesting. It started to pop in, in and out. And then all of a sudden, everything has AI. Everything. Everything is has a, some kind of AI component. The news have been continuing to come out. The development of AI is single-handedly just becoming exponentially developed. And it's the speed yeah. in which it's happening that it's extraordinary so remember what i told uh, you before the show started what did you tell me a thousand new ai tools were launched in april alone in february i believe that number was 200 so it is growing way faster than you can even comprehend in fact i would venture to say that at least half of all the software as a service things you have now like for example gmail or 
Um, what was I using that has a new that has a new type form has AI now? So many different things. I bet you half the things you use now probably have some version of AI. Go ahead, let's talk about this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the integration of AI in almost all aspects of your life continues to happen. And the development of AI is also happening a lot. So there was this article that dropped at the beginning of the month, because you're listening to this on Friday from The Verge, but it actually references an article that I have not read because I am not subscribed to the New York Times. So I did not read the original article, but uh, The Verge did cover this. The title of the article is Godfather of AI Quits Google with Regrets and Fears About His Life Work. And that is talking about AI. So uh, the reason that he quit is essentially... So that he could speak up about AI without hurting the company, right? Because sometimes when you start to talk about a very specific type of technical whatevs that's happening in your industry, if you're working in a company that is in development for said product, it could be detrimental to the company that you're trying to work for because they are developing stuff, right? So you can't just like start bashing on the thing if your company is kind of doing that from a place of no affinity to any specific model. And I think the thing that really struck me the most from this is the fact that um, the last article, he says, quote, the idea that this stuff could actually get smarter than people a few people believe that. I mean, it's already smarter than people. Come on. But most people thought it was way off. And I thought it was way off. I what? thought it was 30 to 50 years or even longer away. Obviously, I no longer think that. And that is why he started to speak about it. 30 to 50 years. That's what he thought, wow. but now it's not that. And I actually watched a YouTube video that that Randy actually sent to me, and he said that it was essential. It was essential for everybody to watch. It was essential education as it pertained to AI, and I think that I was absolutely blown away by it. And yes, I actually agree with him as well. I did watch it. And I have the translation, not the translation, the transcription of it saved to my notes because I want to refer to it as much as I possibly can. I'm going to see if I can put it in here. This is the video. I'm putting it in the chat, people, just so that you guys can check out what I'm talking about here. And it is called The AI Dilemma. It was published on March 9th, 2023. It is from the folks that also did The Social Dilemma. I think you guys remember that. We talked about that uh, mm-hmm. documentary a while ago. And while ago, so yeah. they, they really tackle the AI dilemma. And in this presentation, they show the massive growth of AI and the speed in which it is growing and how it is concerning because our own cognitive understanding of what's happening because of our brain, you can't even, you don't understand it because nothing has ever happened in the world that has developed this past. So even if you're seeing it and we're saying this, there's still a complete disconnect as to the reality of what is actually happening in the way that it's being developed. Uh, I would really suggest that 
if you have the opportunity for you to watch this almost hour, and it's an hour and seven minutes long, check it out. Dang. Get the transcriptions to this thing. And they're really chill. They're very mellow. Like they're not, you know, like crazy people like that. But they do show you why it is important for you to pay attention, particularly to the AI conversations and the things that you got to pay attention to. So um, those are some things that I thought I'd share. I am more concerned about that, Jess, than Mercury in retrograde. Let's put it that way. I think that is I mean, hitting home. Both are a problem in a different, <laughs> different way. They're both I, a problem. I mean that, like, there's one thing that's like not in the world, and then there's this thing that we are having our hands on to develop in crazy ways. So true. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. It is correct. So, do you want to talk about YouTube? Yes, uh, there's a little bit of news uh, about YouTube that now in YouTube music, there are podcasts. Now, to be clear, I tried to find YouTube. I mean, I have I downloaded YouTube music so that I could see the podcasts and I don't know where they are. Like I went on all the screens. I was like flipping through the stuff on my phone and I couldn't find them. So I believe you, YouTube. I don't even know there was a thing. That's because it was just released, Jess. It was announced about a month or so before. I see it looks like Spotify, almost exactly different font, but otherwise almost the same. Okay. So YouTube Music, it has been around for a little bit, a while, but... Yo. What? Smokey Robinson has a new album called Gasms. Oh. Isn't he like 90? Yeah, that's why he was. I think he was just on American Idol. I couldn't figure out why now he was you know singing why. in America. Now I know he released an I got to know how old that dude is. That's just, sorry to get off track, but just give me a second here. That guy is singing about gasms. He's 83. Old and he to was the on stage. He was on His stage. Face. I know. His face is 50. Because that man has no Well, that's because wrinkles. he's got some work. He's got some work done. So much work done, dude. So much. All right. Anyway. Okay. Moving on. Sorry. Go back to YouTube music and it's YouTube music, folks. Supposedly now there are podcasts in the YouTube uh, music. I went and I looked and I could not find a section that said podcasts. It says that it's only available in the U.S. at this moment. Um, But when I opened YouTube music on my phone, I did not find the podcast section that said, hey, you know, it could be my podcast app. Mind you, I I do have the um, excuse me, my music app there. They are updated periodically. Maybe I will see the section. I did not see it myself. Um, But there are some confusing Mm. things around that, I believe, at least from my perspective, where the delineation between what a podcast is, is even more convoluted on YouTube music because in YouTube itself, there is a tab now that is called podcasts. It just pops up. And if you create a playlist, I think that this is how they're figuring out, figuring it out. If you create a playlist and it has podcasts or podcast on the title of the playlist, it treats it like a podcast and it is then sent over to the podcast section in YouTube music. That doesn't mean though 
that it's an actual podcast because like in the Libsyn YouTube channel, we cover podcasting and, and, and we use the word podcast, like how to, you know, have ads in your podcast. Like that's like, we have that as a playlist, like monetization yeah. for podcasts, right? Yeah. It's a playlist. Mm-hmm. And so yep. now that is added to the podcast tab as a podcast, but it's not a podcast. It's a playlist in YouTube that is talking about okay. monetization, right? Mm-hmm. So it's very confusing because then it has all of these other things happening. The point being that now YouTube Music has podcasts. Okay. The, the end. The end. <laughs> okay, moving on. Let's talk some tools. Elsie's tool tips. So, did you know, Jessica, that Dropbox has transcription? No. But I do know that they have their own version of like Google Docs. So now nothing surprises me with Dropbox. Like, why are they trying to be everything? I heard that about that. Right. And I was like, but I was in the same boat as you, which was why. It don't make no sense. Yeah. What? Why? Right. So, OK, don't make Can, no I sense. can't even imagine starting to collaborate on a doc and then being like, here, Jess, let's edit this doc on Dropbox. Like, it just seems so bizarro to me. But the other day, I've been actually trying to optimize data and seeing which videos, because now I've been creating so many, so much more video all the time that I've been wanting to see where I put it because I don't want it local onto my computer because I don't have enough space, blah, 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 blah. So I decided, okay, I'm going to see if I can start using Dropbox a little more. So I have a folder up there where I'm putting my production video, my personal production video, and I'll just put it up there. So the other day I went into that production video and I wanted to check out the video. Like I wanted to kind of like take a look at it really quickly to to remind myself what that video was. And when I went in there on the right hand side, there was a transcription. What happened? You look so scared. I'll tell you in a minute. It's about this, though. Okay, so I went and I looked at the at the video and then I went to the right hand side and it said transcription. And I was like, transcription. What does that Mm. mean? And so I just tapped on it and it literally transcribed my entire video. And I was like, whoa, that was really helpful. And then you can just tap through to the time codes and it moves to that part in the video, which. Mm Awesome. So now, like, if you don't, if you happen to be paying for Dropbox, because this is, I mean, I just pay for the yearly thing for it. And I guess it comes with it. I don't know. And so you can copy the whole transcription. You can export the transcription out, is what I'm saying. So if you don't have a uh, transcription service somewhere else, Dropbox has it. Who knew? I'm going to one-up you on this service right now. Okay. All right. Ready? On Dropbox? No. So when when we started talking about Dropbox, I thought, so I pay a lot more for Searchy. Yeah. Searchy.ai. Yes. I-O. Searchy.io. And I pay for it more because, yes, you can upload all the video and audio you want, and it does a transcription, but then it will give you the opportunity to create a widget, and then you can embed a widget that will search all your content. So, for example, we have a membership. We put everything in Searchy, and now they can type into the box, tell me what you know about sponsorship, and then 
everything we've ever said about it will come up from the transcriptions and you can go right to the piece of information you need. But there's more. Now, Searchy has implemented something called Searchy AI, which will generate suggestions for your content. So like you upload your content and then it tells you which parts are the most important. Pull them out so that you can use them, those clips and snippets for like social media. And just let me sit, let me let that sink in for just a second because that's important, right? So so you upload the content and then it tells you this part, this part, this part, this part. Here you go. You do what you need to do with it, right? But then it has a new thing called wisdomai.com. Ready? Oh. Basically, it will take all the information that you've uploaded. It says upload your YouTube, your podcast, your Facebook, and more. It learns all the information you teach it. And then other people can ask it questions and (gasps) it will answer as you. Where did I read this? Did you read that? Yes, but I didn't know it was through Searchy. Is it through Searchy? It's called Wiz. Yes, it's a searchy. I mean, it says powered by searchy. So yes, I mean, I mean, okay. it's. I, I mean, I, like I said, I already pay a, too much for searchy, and now it looks like this is going to cost more. Like, let me, let me. I'll just be totally transparent with what I charge for it. Let me go to my settings here, and I'll tell you the price that I pay. Where is it? Subscription. Okay, okay. I pay eighty three dollars a month annually. So you know what is that? Like a- around a thousand a year. Okay. Well, I don't even see where it says wisdom. It's a it's, chat box. It's a separate honey. Like, thing. I remember, I think, I think that it's a what, separate thing. Because I have heard about Wisdom.io, which is like one of the, first, oh, I know. I was watching uh, YouTube videos about AI and wisdom came up. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I was searching for. But it's a chat bot. Yeah, I'm going to show you. There's a demo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw it and I was like, but what about if it's like, okay, so how would it handle like the show that we're doing right now, which is you and I, and let does it sh- say, I'll show you. Um, okay, let me, pr- I'm going to present, share my screen. Okay. We're going to wisdom right now. Here's the website. Now you, now it says here, let's demo. Here's some of your favorite mentors. Okay. And it's got like, um, Gabby Bernstein, Amy Porterfield, Danielle Laporte, Brooke Castillo, yeah, yeah. Jenna Kutcher. All right. So let's choose, um, let's choose but Amy what, Porterfield just because it's easy. But you didn't answer my question. There's two of us on the show. They all have solo shows. I don't think that matters. I think the, it's not going to talk to you. Watch. It's not about talking, but if, if somebody says, like, give me the wisdom, the Elsie's wisdom about X versus Jessica's. It would be more like, ask she podcasts this. So oh, like, okay. because like, if you think about it, the real use that I see for this, I have two years worth of recordings and webinars, not just from us, but from other people, right? Okay. Courses that we've created, yeah. yes, but also all that information that's come through from two years worth of events. So okay. I could have like a master database of all that information, but it couldn't just be Ask Jess, right? It would have to be Ask She Podcasts or Ask the Smarty Pants or something like that. Like, yeah, it would be, or if you just wanted it to be our show and just a search of our show, it would be Ask Elsie and Jess, right? Because- how else could right. you do it if it's two of you? Correct. 
But you can also take everything you've done on your own and do your own. Ask Elsie. Do your own. Ask. You know what I mean? Like there's stuff that I mean, you you can't separate it out. Like, can I only ask Elsie in the chat box? But you could make your own with your own things that you've done. I mean, not everyone. We're we're probably an anomaly in that we have a co-hosted show. Probably most people don't. Right. Right. But still, is that not the most amazing thing you've ever heard? I mean, is it just me? Like, what the what? Right. This it's very cool to be able to do that. I mean, that's something that I've been wanting to do a lot for the feed. In all honesty, not to say that we're not smart, <laughs> um, but Great. it's or it's just because for the feed, a lot of the time we get so many questions that are often going like, "How do you do X, Y, and Z?" And we've covered it on the show over Many and over times. and over like mm-hmm. and and we've have data fat we have data going on in there we have like lips and walkthroughs going on in there we've talked about very specific monetization models we've had lots of q a that rob has gone into the weeds answering right the kind of stuff that it's not a screenshot kind of a thing but it's very nuanced and if i always have wanted to have the ability not necessarily for us but for the audience to find it And I've been wanting to find a tool for that. So it would be essentially when somebody mentions a piece of news or information for me to be able to go like, we covered this on the feed on May, whatever, you know, 2011 and be able to prove it and be able to go, Mm -hmm. here's the time code. Here's what we said. Yeah. That's kind of what I want. So, I mean, does it do articles too? Because that would be super helpful if like I could upload a book. You know, or is right. it just, I mean, for searchy, I'm assuming it looks like it is just audio or video, but I want to find the AI and I'm, and I'm not saying I, it's not out there. I'm saying I just haven't found it yet. I want to find the AI where I can upload all the articles I've written or all the emails I've written so that it can write stuff in my voice. Like I can right. add one or two samples, but I want it to have all of it. Everything I've written for the last 10 years, every funny joke, every speech, every story, I want all of it in there. Yeah. I think it would be great. I mean, talk about having a second brain, right? That would be amazeballs. This way, when I die, you could just make another one of me and still talk to me. <laughs> it I would be amazing. show even when I'm dead because it'll know everything that I know and say and do everything. Imagine if we just pulled the feed in from our show. It would know everything about us it would know how what happened after i had the baby it would know everything about it would know everything you could be able to reference back we did this you at breaking this time. down it with the van it would know about you know everything all the things like when it was that we covered this for the first time when it was that we said this that one time that it would be unbelievable it would be so fun to be able to reference back on in real time can you imagine that you would be like wait when was it that we talked about Yes. Listen to this. You can hook up Zoom to Searchy. So like, remember, I just told you I was getting dumber. If you install the Zoom plugin, that means that I could create a bot where I could just be like, when did, what did we say about keynotes? And then everything from every meeting with every person for the last year would say, here's what we said about keynotes. And I could either look for what I said, what Melissa said, whatever. It's not, it's amazing. Yeah. That All right, my voice, my voice just got really high, but it's amazing. Um, <laughs> it's amazing. Well, yeah, it sorry. would be so good. And you can. All right, I so Dropbox, just... Searchy, those are your two starting points for this conversation. But we're not done yet, folks. We are not done yet. 
We have a few more tools to tell you about. And so that's what it is. It's like being able to look at all this stuff. And as of now, I have. Wow. So I just set it up Crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. for the feed mm-hmm. and I connected Apple Podcasts. Okay. And when I connected Apple Podcasts, I put in the the feed the podcast. Yeah. And when you add it in there, it creates a little folder and then it gives you the option to import all of the episodes, like in a thing, you just have to like tap it, I guess, to import the stuff. And I'll see what happens after you do that. I mean, since I guess it says showing 251 files, will it let me because my trial supposedly is going to end in seven days? I don't even know. You know, I don't know if it's going to let me transcode all of the things. Cause if why it not? lets me do all of them while it's doing it, I, hey, I'm, I mean, I'm it pulled in everything from Vimeo we ever had. And that includes our courses. It includes one year's worth of webinars from She Podcast Live, everything, all our podcast, everything. If you just, you just yank it on in. It's amazing. Yank it all in. Yank it all. It doesn't. It you give it. You give it a connection, and it goes with or without you. It's great. That is crazy. And it also here's when my fun. The fun part about that is that you don't have to do it. You know how when you're testing things out or you're moving from one place to the other, usually you have to like download the thing and upload the thing. There's always this like data transfer business happening. With this, you don't even need that. It literally is doing it for you. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, that is kind of a little bit. Uh, uh, Ooh, I'm getting anyway, all excited. I got to calm down here, man. I'm getting excited. It is amazing. All right. So <laughs> I like how there's some very dedicated folks that have been uh, listening and consuming She Podcasts for so long that they already know about the babies and the baby goats and all of the things that we've talked about in the past. Okay. So mm-hmm. we have another tool that I wanted to chat with you all about. And this one is um, drafts, which is, we remember how we talked about, we were going to do AI stuff and we're going to do iOS stuff. And, and so okay. the first tool that I'm bringing to you all is a little app that I've actually had since its inception a, lo- a while ago. It is called Drafts. It mm-hmm. is actually free. It has, it's a freemium type model, but for most folks, the free will suffice just fine. And it is a very simple, like the reason that drafts was created was for handling text. And it was meant as a, because I don't, there's a, sometimes it, there's a lot of friction when you open up an app and you are inputting that information into where it belongs. Like, let's say you want to create a reminder for yourself and opening up the reminders app, sometimes it's a little bit harder because you have to tap in a lot more different places. Like you have to pick the list or you have to add the date. Like there's just a little bit of extra friction to be able to do that. Let's say you are writing an email and in writing an email, you open up the email app, you have to open up a new email to write, you have to pick the, you know, there's all of these extra little steps that you have to do when you are on a device that sometimes take a little bit longer for you to get it done. And you really just sometimes want to write, like if you have it off an email in my own head and I go, I just want to start writing to Jess, I need to write this email to Jess. 
But when I open up the email, I have to choose her email address, make sure that there's a, a, sub, a subject, make sure that it's in the right. It, there's too many steps. So what drafts does is it creates the opportunity for you to write the text first, and mm -hmm. then you can do whatever you want with that action. It's kind of like an inbox to just put the text down. I write my Instagram captions on that. I use it to copy and paste stuff from one computer to when I'm tr processing things into the phone. I write text messages in there first. Um, usually if I don't have time, because again, when you open up the text app, you have to pick who you're going to send it to. Sometimes it's left in draft. And I always put it in drafts first because mm -hmm. it's so easy to, to use the length, the, the stuff. But the magic of this is that the developer for drafts, which by the way, is one guy, he one guy. has expanded the capacity of what this app does in so like I literally use it for about 1% of what it can do because there are automations that are involved in this stuff. Like there's so much stuff. One thing that I just started using that literally blew my mind is that I can with one tap open up into an existing reminders list with all of it filled out. So this is how what? I do my gross. This is how I do my grocery list because I know that there's grocery apps out there. I know all that stuff. I've tried them all. None of them work because they're so okay. heavy. They're just so heavy. So okay. whenever I'm making my list, what I do is I open up drafts and I literally just write it. I write like milk, cookies, chips, meat, butter, all just in a line, not in a line together, but you know, like, you know, milk, uh, uh, return, cookies, return, whatever. And I just make a list, no lines, like no bullet points, nothing, just make the list. Just and then words all in a row, you're saying just words in a row, words in a row. Right. That's it. Okay. Nothing else. Okay. And okay. then when I'm ready for for me to be able to put it into the reminder section. What I do is at the top of that list, I'll put pound sign, right? Mm -hmm, space, mm -hmm. groceries. So pound the pound side delineates that it's the title. Mm -hmm. The space just gives it the formatting and then groceries. So whatever the name of your list in reminders is, whatever that is. So for me, it says groceries. And then okay. there is a little tap button on the screen that it says you literally tap it and it says add to existing reminders list. And then you tap that little sucker and it automatically sends it over to reminders. Beautiful. It's all in there. Like it takes two seconds every single time. And that way, when I'm shopping, I open reminders and it's just already right there. there. Like I don't have to input the stuff in there and I can, you know, check things off and it behaves like a reminders list behaves. It has mm. been life changing. It hooks up to Apple watch. It says, yes, it does. I it's an extension. love this app so much because again, you can copy and paste text all the time. So that's how I format a lot of the, like whenever you get a super long text from me, Jess, sometimes mm -hmm. 
I've written it in drafts because drafts is so much easier for me to be able to do it. There's no accidental sending either. Go ahead. There's no and accidental sending. And the other thing that I do with this all the time is that it is so fast syncing from device to device. So mm. let's say in the stuff that I've been working on for like Instagram, especially Instagram, because a lot of things you can't do, you can't do on the computer, right? And I write so much faster on the computer than I do on the thing. Me and, too. And then so the drafts, drafts is great because what happens is when you open up drafts, it automatically opens up a new document. Like it's not heavy set. It's meant to be quick text. It's meant to be like a quick place. So it opens up a new document. I start to write, I close it up, and then I can copy and paste that onto Instagram as I'm moving back and forth. It's so great. Why is it better than notes? Notes is so heavy. And this is plain Meaning text. Meaning it's slow, you mean? It's slow? This is how I see notes. Notes to me is like a notebook, right? You have a okay. physical notebook that yeah. you open up and you're like writing on your notebook, right? That's notes. Drafts is like sticky notes, and so you'll quickly okay. scribble on the sticky note and put it away. And then like, sometimes you'll throw that sticky, it doesn't matter. Like you're not writing things that you're going to be so precious about. It's about right. moving it to the next place. So sometimes you'll write something on a sticky note, put it on your, on top of your computer. So you're like, oh yeah, I have to take this reminder. I need to start a project. I need to make a list. I need to, whatever you transfer that knowledge from the sticky note to some other thing. It might make it into your notebook at that time. What if you don't but, remember to, all right. Don't remember what? I worry that it would be a lot of jumbled nonsense for me that I would forget to put it where I would. Uh, in other right. words, like when I make notes and lists, I always do it where it ultimately I want it to be. So if I'm making a list and to-do list, it's there. If I want it in Notion, I do it in there. Right. If it's an email, I do it in there. So like. So for me, like the things like this that I have in here is like, I have a note that I literally put in there yesterday that says last girl ghosted. <laughs> I know what that is. When I look at that, I'm like, oh yeah, it was that last, it was a book I wanted to check out from the library. Like mm -hmm. I'm going to just erase that thing. Like I don't need to even remember it's there. Like when I open it, it's going to be there because my brain's going to go, wait, I wanted to, oh, where did I write it? Oh yeah, it was in drafts. And then I'll go into drafts. I have lists in there. I have all the captions that I write for my Instagram stuff are usually in drafts. Because it again, it's so easy for me to do that. Anytime that I have like um, something that I see in the world or like in the kitchen, if I'm like, oh, I have to get this brand of coffee, I'll open up drafts and write it in there first because drafts is always with me. It's my little like pocket notebook versus again, a full on to do app. Mm -hmm. Things that are in drafts don't merit being in a project management system, a to-do app, uh, anything that needs that. I have an app for an all enclosure. the... I hear you. I think I have an app for everything. What do you mean for everything? Like you're saying the miscellaneous shit that doesn't go in other places. I'm saying I think I have one for everything that I would possibly... And that's I don't know. Great. It seems neat. It seems neat. When you understand it in your head of how you will use it. Like to me, it the reason what I love this, I have 22, 2,253 drafts. Okay, awesome. None of them are important enough to have to be, like there's no reason why I need to remember those, if that matters. Something mm -hmm. has happened to that note 
and it's now where it belongs kind of a thing. And if it didn't need to move, be moving to a different place, then it is just here. And But it's okay because right. it's all right if I forget it, right? So for my brain, this is where it begins. This is step one, always. And then it gets processed into other places. And if it mm-hmm. doesn't get processed, it wasn't important enough in the first place. So it doesn't okay. matter. And I think that the key to that is that it's fast. I don't have to open up something so huge. I know. That makes Maybe sense. you're not finding as exciting as me. Like I'm that. not. I think because I have so many, like I have, like I said, I have Todoist and I have notes and I have, I actually have an app for like funny stuff that I think of called the gag. And then I, for the groceries, I use Alexa. I say, Alexa, put this on the shopping list. And then I use that to transform it into the grocery app so that it will help me find the things which aisle and stuff. So like, I'm sure many people have a good use for it. I'm making it about me, basically. I can't figure no, out what I would No, but that's okay. And I think, I think part of it is that you have to, this is why I love apps, because yeah. you have to understand how it can work for you and how your brain works. And mm-hmm. for me, when I heard somebody talking about this app, I immediately got it. I was like, <gasps> it's the app that I've been looking for. And so it's been part of my life for so long now that I don't even know what I would do without drafts. Like I don't, I I use it every, every day. That's crazy. Yeah. And so there's obviously an app I'm sure that you use every day that I'm like, uh, no, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I would never know. I just won't. Yeah. Never. Anywho, do you have an app? Are you going to touch base on an app that you want? Oh yeah. You have, you have. Yes. It's called Luca. Okay, Luca. It is Luca.com, not .ai, okay? So go to Luca.com. Basically, it asks you a few questions about your brand and then makes you a logo, just a logo. Let me see if I can go through the process really quick. I'm doing like an onboarding thing. I'm going to try and get out of here and start over because I was playing with it. Design your own beautiful brand. Use Luca's AI-powered platform to design a logo and build a brand you love. So you enter your company name and you type get started. Then it asks you your industry. So I put podcasting. Continue. Then it says pick some logos you like and you can just sort of give it an idea of your style. Then it says pick some colors you like. Then it says enter your company name and a slogan. Then you can ask, like, you can look at some symbols. Like it'll say audio, headphones, emotion, brain, communication. And then, or it says, I want to pick my own symbols. If you click that, you can just search for whatever you want. And then it will come up with like some prototypes. And then you can just pick one. Hopefully they're good. I think if you're detailed enough, it should be pretty good. I mean, why not? So if you're not a designer, I'd love to see what you guys out there create with it. Let's put it that way. It does not seem to cost money, but I could be wrong. Look, looky, looky looky.ai. Look, what did I say? Looksa is what you said, but then maybe I'm... Looka, Looka, L-O-O-K-A. Sorry, Looka. Looka. I like looky better, but maybe it was taken. (laughs) I do have a tool for you as well. Okay, so I've been following a lot of, like I said, a lot of LinkedIn, people who talk about AI on LinkedIn, and there's this guy, Zane Khan, Z-A-I-N-K-A-H-N, if you want to follow him on LinkedIn. He has the... It says a thousand plus AI tools were released in April. Here are a hundred top AI tools from April to boost your productivity. 
And then if you like this, join Superhuman. So I so I actually have the link in the show notes for you to join Superhuman. When you join, you get the 100 for free. It's a Notion page, but it's like a freebie. Oh. Now, the question is, is this the same freebie as what he's saying? So like, I just want to see. Oh, so he does a different one every month. Oh. So yeah, join it so you can get them all because... I mean, even if you just bookmark them and play with them later, it's so interesting to see all the different things they do. Like, for example, AI intern, chat GTP powered personal Slack assistant, your first personal travel AI assistant, Flare AI, create branded content like product photos with AI photo generation, Snack Prompt, Chrome extension that helps you write the best prompts for chat GPT. I mean, it's endless. It goes on and on. It keeps on going. It keeps on going. Beautiful AI is stunning presentations. My GPT by Samurai. Access to plugins without paying for chat GPT. I mean, it goes on and on and on. Anyway, if you're interested in this like we are, go ahead and follow that guy. Use our show notes there, shepodcast.com, and get yourself some of the lists. You know? This is what happened in podcasting, too, is there was like a, a boom of new companies, and then they all just started buying each other. So hopefully by the by the next two years, there'll be more like 20 and not 2,000, you know, that we're telling you about. But you never know. It's really yeah, exciting, though. It is it is exciting. There's lots of really fun tools. I'm still kind of like a little weirded out Are you overwhelmed by, by it? Oh. I No, I'm weirded out by it. I mean, it's, I think that's, that's what I'm a little more like concerned with, the, whoa, kind of <laughs> make it stop. I mean, I'm concerned with the fact that like there are so many visual things out there and I'm such a visual person and I can't get AI to make me anything that looks remotely human or realistic. And like, I'm a designer. Like, where am I going wrong? Like, what's happening? Every time I try to get any art happening, it looks ridiculous and insane. There's something I'm sure that it's like in terms of that, I don't think that it's doing. Mind you, though, the oh, my gosh, part is mm-hmm. when you watch that video that I shared earlier, it shows you that there are some AI out there that is now able to tap into the way that your brain is firing off like mm-hmm. things, right? So yeah. if you're looking at something, it is coding or it's like noting what your brain is looking at. And then it's taking that and creating the what it sees, what you're seeing. Right. And it, makes a picture. And it's crazy how fast that thing is happening to the Mm -hmm. point that this, this is the part that blew my mind that there will probably and should start being legislation as to make sure that the privacy of your thoughts is Mm -hmm. yours. Yeah. I mean, one would hope, but we don't have a lot of that right now anyway, do we? What do you mean? I mean, like, we put our Laws? thoughts everywhere that where people can see them. That's all. That's all I mean. What? what? Wait, I missed. You're saying you, you need we, we need legislation so that our thoughts can be preserved as private. And yes. I'm saying we don't have a lot of that right now. I mean, I just was thinking about this the other day, how mad people get that Alexa is always listening to what you have to say. But if you think about the – think about that. It can't answer you if it can't hear its own name. It has to listen to answer you. No, I know. But I'm saying it's going to listen. Stuff that you want to talk to has to listen to you, right? But 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 it means that we don't really have a lot of privacy about, you know, our own thoughts. The more we chat with a bot or, 
you know, we, I've put all my thoughts that have come out of my head that mean everything or nothing since 2008. They're online. But not the things you're actually thinking, though, Jess. How would it know that? That's what well, that's what I'm saying. Like they're designing things like that where you can you could, let's say, go and maybe they you get, you know, I don't know, the police brings you in and you literally will sit there and there's going to be a device that's going to be attached to your head and you're not going to say anything, but it's going to get whatever you're thinking and no. make it reasonable. What do you mean? No, this is what's happening. No, that's not happening. OK, are you saying it's literally happening right now or that it's, it's going to happen? It's literally in development right now. Why would anyone want that? People are like disgusting perverts. <laughs> Why would we want it to read our minds? Because that's where we're going with the AI stuff. That's why it's Why? so concerning. Why does it have to go there, though? Like that doesn't Well, it sound- is because sometimes it can be helpful to, let's say, somebody who is uh, suffering from depression or anxiety. Okay. And it can be, you know, that AI could actually help to see the way the brain is thinking and reteach it so that it doesn't okay. have those. Li- OK, so do that's you see the tool? Func- Okay, it's being developed for this positive experience to be able to be helpful. Okay, all right. The tool exists. What makes it that somebody can't steal that or recreate that and use it for the exact opposite reasons, which could actually be how can it cause harm? How can it create people's like brain loops to behave a certain way? So that's where the concern lies. I don't like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm saying. We know so little about the brain. I think it would be helpful. I don't want to, of course, you don't want any of us to use our powers for evil instead of good. Um, So, of course, there do have to be laws around that. But, like, think of all the things we don't know about our brain. Like, we know so little about, just take ADHD, for example. Like, we've noticed some comorbidities, OCD, rejection sensitivity, depression, anxiety. But, like, we don't know why. We don't know if it's common amongst certain people, you know, are men the ones that get the OCD and women the ones that get the, you know, anxiety? Like, we don't know anything about that. Just that one thing, borderline personality. They think it's from this. They have no idea how to cure it. No, you know, all they do is try medicine to cure one symptom at a time. Same with ADHD, really. Oh, you can't sleep? Here's a pill for that. Oh, something you're twitching? Here's a pill for that. Oh, you're you're too sleepy? Here's a pill for that. We don't know shit about our brains is my point. We don't know anything about our brains. I don't want to hate that tool, but I don't want anyone to pretend to be me or try and control my mind. So there's that. Right. I just, yeah, I understand what you're saying about that, but I'm not talking about how incredible and how necessary it is for us to do more experimentation or to find, you know, test studies on our brains. I don't, that's obviously we need some of that stuff. I mean, we need what to I'm see concerned it, about is the tool is the f- how fast this is being developed without having the conversations of setting guardrails around the development of these tools and the fact that this dude that we started this podcast with has literally quit his job. He was one of the people who started the tool, recognizing that at this point in time, it is by far much more important for him to start talking about the possible 
horrible negative things that will happen if this falls in the wrong hands or it's developed faster than having those parameters set. Because at the right now, who's winning at this? The people who are developing fast, essentially ship it fast and fail hard. That's what they believe because they want to make the money. So the guardrails yeah. are not set is what I'm saying. The, we are not even thinking like right now you're like, I don't want anybody to think about that and taking control of my brain. We need to think about it. I mean, let me rephrase. I think him quitting his job to have these conversations is important. I think it's important to have those conversations. I think I prefer not to have those conversations. I don't want to okay. think about all the shitty things that could possibly happen every time something new comes out. I mean, or what's, I mean, it's important for me to know how, you know, social media affects my kid or, you know, the metaverse or whatever. But like, I would rather him focus on that and someone else focus on the law and just let me play with the toys and like enjoy the fun shit that it does. I can't worry about every bad thing. I only have so much capacity for worry. I totally hear it. My concern around that is that this is moving at an incredibly fast pace. Mm-hmm. Again, that is concerning to me. So it's not that I hear all of that. It's like I understand it. But right now, it is moving so fast that there is going to be a point where you're going to have to look at it head on. And it's interesting how that's what I'm saying when you like watch that video. The first thing is that our brains are not willing to see it because it's we can't understand it, even how fast Mm -hmm. it's moving. And that's why I keep on having the conversations, because it is. It's for the kids, man. It's like they've just added AI to Snapchat. Facebook just added it HubSpot. to Facebook. And so and I'm not even t- no, I'm not even talking about the tools I'm, like those tools. I'm talking about regular chatting back and forth with our kids, with bots to have them think they're having a connection with humanity, with mm-hmm. another thing. And that they don't know the difference. Yeah. It's just concerning. There's like a lot of it stuff is, out there that's being is. developed just... that is concerning. And so, yeah, I'm excited about the tools too, but I can't not show the opposite is all I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not saying you can't have these conversations with me. I guess I'm saying I just want to enjoy something one time without having naysayers tell me how fucking terrible it is. Just like one time. Like this is one time where I feel like it could add and enrich our lives so much. And like, yes, of course it could tear it apart because everything can tear it apart. But like, I just want to enjoy all the easiness and quickness and productivity for five flipping minutes before it gets destroyed. That's all I'm saying. It's not going to get destroyed. It might destroy you. (laughs) All right. Well, I'd like to, let's let this guy talk about it some more and I'll half listen while I'm in, while I'm making new presentations and logos. Okay. How about that? Hey, I'm using Searchy right now, trying to find all the things and all the stuff. I can't wait to to put that shit together. It's going to be amazing. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening today. I so appreciate it. You should get the links from everything we talked about today on ShePodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and Twitter at ShePodcasts. 
ShePodcastLive.com. Get your tickets to She Podcast Live. Tickets are going prices are going to go up soon. And go see the agenda and see what you're missing out on. You must be there. Must, must, must. Thank you guys for being with us today. Thank you for being with us live. Thank you for listening. We love you. Nina. Bye. <laughs>